coming up next on this episode of the Unlock You podcast. But, you know, it's our propensity in, uh, especially in the Western culture, to run from our pain and to bury our pain alive. But what we bury alive, we give power to. And so we uh, might, on a subconscious level, have something buried so deeply Mm -hmm. that it is the thing that becomes the filter for all other information. This is key, guys. we then will process all all of our relationships, uh, every experience that we ever have through that bent. It becomes a cognitive bias that we have. And God wants to come in and kind of break that apart to teach us the truth because it's the truth that will set us free. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I am overjoyed, humbled, and super excited to be with Brenda Crouch. So you know how life unfolds in a way that seems so natural until you look back and you're like, how many divine appointments had to happen to be at this moment? So she was speaking for a Christian women in media uh, gathering. And I'm not even a part of that group. I've never even heard of it, but through a series of things, I felt like the Lord was like, go to this and sit at this table. And I did. And I made a new friend and it was incredible. So I will read Brenda's bio. (laughs) She is a TV host, a speaker, author, singer, songwriter, who shares a dynamic message of healing and restoration along with her husband, American Christian broadcaster and film producer, Paul Crutch. Junior, an iron fist in a velvet glove. Brenda (laughs) is anointed to break the chains that hold people hostage from their God-given identity and ultimate purpose. Brenda and Paul make their home in Southern California and have time in Texas. That's right. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Dallas, right? (laughs) Thank you for being our guest today. Oh, Shannon, so good to be with you. Thank Thank you for having me, your wonderful host. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So we just had a delicious lunch and now we're jumping into conversation. And as I'm reading this book, uh, to be quite honest, I'm not a huge reader, but I'm actually enraptured in her book for real. Wow. I'm uh, loving it. And in between patients, I was just sneaking a couple more chapters and sections. So I would love for people to learn from you because sometimes you can Mm. see people far away and you don't necessarily know the substance and the character of who Mm. they are and what they've walked through Mm. to be where they're at. And Mm. so what are some of the things on the identity front that Mm. we were talking about that you would love to help unlock for others? You know, I I learned through the, the process of my own journey that the Lord began to reveal to me that the enemy of our soul who's seeking whom he may devour is actually working through our wounds, Mm -hmm. the the woundings that will often come to us as early as childhood. And, uh, you know, it's through those woundings that he's out to sabotage and then hijack was the word God gave me hijack our identity. Mm -hmm. He wants to steal that from us and then trade that for a counterfeit that he offers. Mm -hmm. And, and these often come through those, um, inner vows and, and, you know, the promises that we make to ourselves, I'll never be hurt that way again. Or Mm -hmm. perhaps we've been through trauma as was in my case. And I buried that trauma, even the memory of that trauma so deep that it would take years and years for that to 
really resurface and it came in my own unraveling mm-hmm. of of uh the projection of who i thought i was what i wanted to be because i wanted people to just love me shannon i yeah. wanted and i was raised up you know uh in this kind of mindset of performance acceptance as good as uh my parents were in in many ways um, they were broken in mm-hmm. many ways. And so it was a system that was reinforced both by the trauma of having been sexually abused at eight years old. Mm-hmm. And then some of the traumas that can come through control and religious control mm-hmm. and legalism. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really didn't grow up knowing who I was or um, how to navigate um you know, some of the things that we have to learn how to navigate in life. Mm -hmm. I was very naive. And uh, so I, it took me a long time to discover who is Brenda. And, and part of that journey really Shannon for me was having to then to let God uncover Mm -hmm. the real Brenda to the point that I had to face the Brenda that I had rejected. Oh, come on. Girl who was cloaked in shame. Yes. Who uh, did not like herself. And so I was trying to become someone else. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is the one that people will love because I can love her. Yeah. And all I did was I attracted um, abusive people into my life and people who were also projecting something on a much deeper level Mm -hmm. than even I was. And so it was a painful journey, but a very necessary one. Yeah. So if someone's listening and maybe they don't know if they have trauma, Mm -hmm. but they've realized, man, I do kind of reject myself or I have dreams or memories or Mm -hmm. things are kind of, but I can't put them together. What would you say to encourage somebody in that space? You know, our dreams are powerful Mm -hmm. and they're there for a reason. God made us to dream as uh, it's a part of how our psyche and our emotions Mm -hmm. are healed. There's healing that's going on and, and our dreams are oftentimes we're working out something and and i'm i'm learning through studies of dreams through uh one of my mentors dr mark sharona about how that dreams are revealing to us about ourselves Mm -hmm. and so often we like to over spiritualize those dreams Mm -hmm. and make them into well this is a prophetic dream but really it's god speaking to some of the innermost parts of us and um i do believe that and and at my uh, history was that it they those memories began to resurface in the form of dreams and so you could say i guess in a sense that the prophetic of of the holy spirit was tapping into those places when mm-hmm. God knew that I was ready to mm-hmm. face them. And that's an important part. We can't rush the process of healing, uh, but but just walk the journey with Jesus. He's the one, the great shepherd who knows and cares for our soul. Yeah. He understands what it will look like and mm-hmm. and and how to uh to how to help us to acknowledge those things so they came and they were very troubling dreams Mm -hmm. that you know obviously and they always involved my father Mm -hmm. and uh, they were filled with shame they were filled with just this icky i would wake up thinking oh how you know how could i have let something like that happen in that dream Mm -hmm. and uh it it put me on the path of discovery yeah and um, confrontation, but, you know, in a, in a gracious and loving way. And perhaps that's part of my personality. Um, but that's, you know, God equipped me for the journey. And it took a long time, but it finally, and I talk about it in the open of my book, how that uh, fight yeah. forward, yeah. reclaim the real you. Yeah. 
Such a good and the one. fight forward is really the good fight. You mm-hmm. know, we've got to understand that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when we're victims, we have a victim mentality. Our, our propensity is to want to be defensive and mm-hmm. to fight, you know, the, the enemy that we see in front of us when actually it's the enemy of our soul yeah. that's entangling us in a system. Yes. And so it's unraveling that system and that belief system yeah. that is so deep and, and has to be pulled out by the root. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you're sharing about how memory started coming back and there were themes to them. And for some people, it, uh, a lot of my clients, it also could be if you go to the gynecologist and have your first yeah. checkup, sometimes mm-hmm. it's body memory. So we had talked earlier yeah. about the body keeps the score is yeah. a fantastic book mm-hmm. of how that gets trauma actually gets stored in the body. So for some of us, me included, my memories were repressed of the childhood trauma because that was safer and right. being around that person in my life, yeah. that was too psychologically threatening. And so it was easier to just compartmentalize and deal mm-hmm. with it later. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear a lot of people say, you know, leave the past in the past. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to go there and just try to ignore it. If someone's in that space and maybe they're kind of recognizing things might be surfacing and their propensity is avoidance, what would you say? Does it help to keep it compartmentalized? No. And (laughs) and I don't think that, you know, if you really are following Christ, the Holy Spirit's not going to allow you to, Mm -hmm. um, because that is part of the journey of becoming in him and finding your identity in him. But, you know, it's our propensity in, uh, especially in the Western culture Mm -hmm. to run from our pain and to bury our pain alive. Mm -hmm. But what we bury alive, we give power to. And so let me explain that we uh, might on a subconscious level have something buried so deeply Mm -hmm. that it is the thing that becomes the filter for all other information. This is key. And we then uh, will process all, all of our relationships, every experience that we ever have through that, that bent it's a, it becomes a cognitive bias that we have. Mm -hmm. And uh, there may be things that have been taught to us, even that, Mm -hmm. that we have this bias and God wants to come in and kind of break that apart to teach us the truth because it's the truth that will set us free. So it's, it's not until, and and I really encourage people don't be afraid of your pain. Mm. Your pain is there for a reason. Listen to it, invite the Lord into it because those are the places that we find to be taboo. We don't want to go there. We're ashamed of it. We don't want to face it. It takes too much energy. It might take too much time, but I can assure you that nobody has tried to carry more I mean, nobody paddled harder, you know, the, the duck that the swan that's paddling so hard under the water and yet trying to keep this image of perfection on, uh, on the surface, but God is more about the process of what's happening on the inside of us. And he's all about the heart. And so if something is, is cluttering or defiling the heart, then uh, we've got to pay attention to it. And so there's no shame Mm -hmm. in doing that and Mm -hmm. gathering in the, the wisdom of counsel during Mm -hmm. those seasons and prayer, and especially being in the word, but inviting the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. to speak to us through his word, because if we read the Bible, 
without the Holy Spirit. It's just the dead letter. Yeah. It's just, we're going to read it as a bunch of condemnation. It makes no sense. I'm frustrated. I'm done with this. Yeah. But when we invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us and, and we're intentional about that, he will speak to us and the word itself comes alive and it will, uh, it, it separates bone from marrow. That's so good. That's deep. That's yeah. a deep level. Yeah. Absolutely. So if somebody is starting to resonate and they're like, oh, I'm kind of getting uncomfortable, please, yeah. please continue to lean in. Pain yeah. is hard, but it's, mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can have filters that are unconscious mm-hmm. and we don't know that that's there. And the enemy works in the dark and the Lord works in the light. Yeah. So you can love Jesus and you can be praying, but he can't cast out the soul. You can't do therapy with the demon and you can't cast out the soul. You have to know what you're dealing with. And so on the inside, when you have a part of you that's holding old trauma, even though it's uncomfortable to try to surface that and start therapy and start that healing journey and whatever that might look like for you, you're now clearing out legal access of where the enemy would cause unhealthy filters of yourself, of your relationships, dynamics to keep reenacting in your life. So a big part of Brenda's book, one, I have to apply you that it, it's from a place of healing. Yeah. You can tell there's not a lot of like um, passive jabs right. or an attack. It's very <laughs> honoring of even oh, the people that you. have hurt you. So <laughs> in that space of looking at your childhood mm-hmm. dynamics, and you tried to be so gracious and lovely in covering people while still yeah. trying to share the points that were essential. Mm-hmm. But then now looking into your first marriage and those dynamics, what would you say to kind of illuminate for other people, maybe those parallel dynamics and those filters that can get created from trauma? You and you're referring to my first marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, those are definitely what I came to question at, at a certain point in my life. I thought, Lord, I never saw my father beat my mother. I didn't see these things happen. How did I end up here? Mm-hmm. I loved you. I, you know, I always sought to please the Lord. How did I end up here? What happened? To and if you girl? haven't read this book, it, there's tons mm-hmm. of domestic abuse mm-hmm. and yeah. loaded guns to your head, mm-hmm. throwing you out of moving cars. Yeah. There were things that I didn't tell in my book because I, you know, I just, I didn't want it to just be a bunch of, uh, focused on that. Mm -hmm. I I told enough that people could, um, resonate Mm -hmm. with the the message and understand the brokenness and the levels of brokenness that I got to, um, with, the best of intentions. Mm. And so we can end up there where, you know, I was frustrated because all I knew was that divorce was a sin Mm. and God hates divorce, but I didn't understand or know how to unpack that. Or, Mm. you know, what, what is the heart of God about abuse and, and what does he say? Mm -hmm. And, and what the Lord taught me is that, it, and it was in the process, like I said, of my own unraveling of that image of, um, you know, perfection that I was trying to uh, project to everyone that I was not that person I was projecting that the, the deeper part of me had mm-hmm. been very, very hurt. Yeah. And to allow that to come up and allow that to, to surface and the pain of it, to be able to take that into that inner sanctuary with the Lord, into the Holy of Holies, where only he can heal a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and I got counseling during those years and that, that was a tremendous help to me. And God provided those mentors in my life that would help me to navigate and begin to learn boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's so important important that um, we understand that, you know, deep within ourselves, there's a, there's a broken nature and the experiences and the wounds that we've had where the enemy has come to try to hijack and, and, and 
and uh, interject a lie mm-hmm. that we bite into that lie, like Eve bit into the apple, mm-hmm. uh, that there's, it, it takes us on a trail that's going to lead to more brokenness, more deception. And it just continues to build until it breaks. And it was really by God's mercy that mm-hmm. it broke, yeah. that everything broke apart. And I came unraveled and I looked really bad to the people around me. They didn't, mm-hmm. that my community, um, the, my churches, they didn't understand me. And I just looked like a broken Brenda and, but Jesus never gave up on me. Jesus believed in me Mm -hmm. and he was the one that was going to faithful, faithfully walk me through that process to be able to heal, not just cope. Yes. Big difference, but heal Mm -hmm. the, the, and, and pull out by the root, the very thing that was enslaving me. And so that required a separation of relationship Mm. with the person that was abusing me. One thing that God taught me was that love does not look like this. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what happened when, with the trauma, that's why it's traced all the way back to the trauma when I was eight years old. This is so helpful because uh, when a child is traumatized by sexual abuse or some form of abuse Mm -hmm. by a person that's supposed to be their protector. Yeah and their provider, that child also needs to, to bond with and, and have love and blessing come mm-hmm. from that same person. Yeah. And so the mixed message that we have mm-hmm. it, it, that we get as a child who doesn't know how to differentiate or understand that this is abuse or, you know, they might feel intrinsically, this is wrong, but they need that person. Mm-hmm. They need that parent or whoever that figure is. And so we bond with a person who is now our abuser. Mm-hmm. And so this is what set me up to, to, um, Uh, not consciously, but subconsciously Mm -hmm. accept that love does these things. And that's how I ended up in these relationships with people who didn't know who they were. They were broken. Mm -hmm. I have no animosity Mm -hmm. and uh, I have forgiven, but But it was a journey, right? But it was a journey. I think sometimes we hear that and feel like, oh, I should just be forgiving instead of like, wow, that's a healing journey to really be at the place that you could write this book. And it's not a ghostwriter. I did ask guys (laughs) um, that she wrote a book from such Uh a place of healing, which tells me as a psychologist, you worked a lot on your emotions to heal in order to write from that place of forgiveness. I did. And the fullness of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. that's where freedom is because you can only get there through truth. Yeah. And so that, that is a place where it, those things no longer bind you. Mm -hmm. There's those, those cords are clipped. You've been set free. And so that puts you in the position where you don't have to defend yourself through fear, mm-hmm. um, but rather you're in the position where you can love, mm-hmm. but love will also have boundaries. Yes. And that came to me the hard way, mm-hmm. but God's given me uh, such discernment and an ability to be able to see through the eyes of Christ, mm-hmm. because I also know that he loves the perpetrator as yeah. much as he loves the victim. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that from the beginning of time, that the enemy of our soul has been out. He's, he's the real perpetrator Mm -hmm. and he's been out to destroy all of humanity, but he hates all of humanity because we were created in, in the image of God. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So from the place of trauma, it's, I think that confuses people sometimes Mm -hmm. because you're saying my dad wasn't abusive, but he wasn't modeling that, but the trauma itself encapsulated on the inside, this feeling of being worthless and shame and not good enough. So then when a dominant personality came in your life, Mm -hmm. then it was easy to kind of default to that. So it doesn't always have to be a literal correspondence, but if you're looking in your life and you're saying, man, there's a lot of patterns in the job and the relationships and the thought life and the kind of choices that I end up in, instead of just seeing that as random happenstance, maybe take that as an allegorical representation of something deeper inside that maybe hasn't fully been healed. So unconscious Mm -hmm. parts of us can be staring at something unresolved and the very thing we behold, we become. And so then now we're unconsciously reenacting, trying to get closure of something that has been unspoken and unsaid. Now we're unconsciously manifesting it and reenacting it in the present in our relationships. The people you're attracted to, the people who are attracted to you, sometimes there's an unconscious hook there. And so for a lot of people, it can be really hard to want to do that deeper work of exploration. One, I would encourage you to be reading her book, Fight Forward, uh, Reclaim the Real You, and And to start journaling and processing, what does that theme look like in my life? Where are the patterns playing out? And I can speak for my life. My parents had a good marriage. You know, nobody was being abused and nothing bad, but I had a string of very dominant people come in my life. And I unconsciously defaulted to give my power away, have no boundaries because I wanted that approval. I wanted that acceptance and belonging. So not everything is like an overt trauma. It can be a neglect. It can just be a childhood, you know, long for approval from busy parents or preoccupied parents or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be something major, but it could still be running in the background at that unconscious or hard drive level that you're unaware of. So take the time to start clearing out the chatter, start working through those dynamics, because I wonder, does your story end with domestic abuse? Is that where we finish here? Well, no, <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, I mean, obviously God moved me way past that. And, and that was just a, you know, the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. because the, it's the dynamics of abuse that invade our person. And that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so those things have to come out at the root of where they started. Yeah. That's not easy. And, and it takes courage. Yeah. It really is work, but I had to learn to love myself enough, Shannon, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, I'd given my power away to people who, yeah. who did not deserve that. And, and what God taught me about codependency is mm-hmm. it was idolatry. Yes. I mean, I went, oh my goodness, when mm-hmm. the Lord showed me that it wasn't shameful. It was like an aha moment yeah. that I've given power to someone. I've put them in the place that only God belongs yeah. and they don't. And, and he also told me that, you know, I don't require you to submit to anything but love. Mm-hmm. And as I submitted to, to God, who is the source of all love, yeah. He is love. That is when, you know, it's the kindness of the Lord that draws us to repentance. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of repentance in my life because I realized, oh, I've had this all wrong and my perspectives have been wrong. And that came through deception. And so, you know, we have to forgive ourselves too. Yeah. And we have to be able to say, you know what, Lord, without you, I'm hopeless. Mm -hmm. And all these things I've wanted to believe that I was and all the perfection syndrome, I had to have my moment like Peter, where I realized Mm -hmm. that I could deny the Christ and that it was his mercy 
that I needed That's and, so and his forget he, he, we make salvation about our ticket to heaven, mm-hmm. but it really is about our salvation comes, uh, as we accept the love and the, the grace and the, the blood that Jesus shed on the cross yeah. and we follow him, our salvation is, is coming daily mm-hmm. and he is saving us from ourselves yes. and from the wiles of the enemy, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the strategic, um, the way that the enemy comes against us That's and he gives so us true. wisdom to know yeah. how to navigate that. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they could be afraid to get into another relationship. Yeah. So we talked about domestic abuse yeah. and just, you're so talented, creative, and you have all these mm. just bursting and it's been squelched by an unfortunate marriage that was very oppressive yeah. and abusive. Yeah. So now how do you step back into a healthy marriage? I just yeah. feel that burning question for well, people that are like, I've been burned. Yeah. How do I yeah. trust that I could have a really sweet marriage that you yeah. do now? And you can. But if you rush the process, mm-hmm. you're going to end up in the same thing again. Yes. And I did. Okay. And that is exactly where I went from the frying pan into the fire. And I thought, well, I put a number on it and I had spent nearly five years single. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, this is good enough. And that should be, you know, I had a little girl that I wanted to have a father. That was mm-hmm. the driving force in me. And the truth is she had a father in the sense that, um, because by this time her biological father was gone. And, uh, by God's grace, you know, God was providing for us, but I think I was trying to fix things Mm -hmm. and I was listening to other people and I was listening to so-called prophecies Mm -hmm. and things. And I let that all be the, uh, the deciding factors for me, instead of listening to the Holy spirit and just waiting for the peace of God and letting him continue to process the healing in me. And so I jumped into something that really was like going from the frying pan into the fire. And I say that because 10 years, I I was tenacious Mm -hmm. and I lived with hardship in that marriage for 10 more years. My life has been spent Mm. on this destruction. And yet what God has done in the latter days of my life is amazing. And so in 10 years time, this is a second, second marriage. In 10 years time, we were living with mental illness um, Mm. that was so bad. There were uh, schizophrenic visions. My daughter was um, a victim of, uh, or a a person of interest for this this significant other. uh, And he began to go after her and in a way that was very inappropriate. And it was so scary. And I, again, thought I can't be divorced twice. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. And, you know, I was in ministry. I was doing all these wonderful things and my world really came unraveled. That mm-hmm. was when my world came totally unraveled. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, uh, out of trauma and God moved us and that began my Ruth journey. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he is the husband to the husbandless and the father to the fatherless. And so I want to say to the person who um, doesn't want to trust, God will 
God will gift you. He'll free you so much from the thing that bound you and held you and to where you know that you're free from your abusers. And I want to speak that directly to your audience. Mm -hmm. You're free from your abusers when you are in Christ, but walking with him on a daily basis and an intimate basis is what's going to bring you to that place because he carries you first. He's the great shepherd. He carries you on his shoulders and he speaks to you and you begin to learn his voice as you hear his voice, you, you know how to follow him and he will teach you who he is so that you can become more like him. Mm -hmm. And then in that, as, as he's enlarging your tent, so to speak, he fills you with his love and his compassion. And you're able to see people who are bound and you're no longer afraid of them, but you can love them with a boundary through Christ and you can pray for them, Mm -hmm. but it's certainly, certainly not something that you want to make a part of your inner inner circle or, you know, uh, your safe place. Mm-hmm. And so God will teach you about relationships and about boundaries. That's so important, but God moved me through all of those stages. And I, I, you know, I'm trying to make this quick for your podcast, but essentially he brought me to a place again where I could trust again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I'm married to Paul Crouch jr. Mm-hmm. And it's as if we've been married for 30 years and what God has done to actually bring healing to one another on even more levels is something that I recognize now that the enemy would have used to destroy one another. So God's intention is to be that third party in that third, you know, the three stranded cord that is unbreakable where he, he enlarges your vision and your perspective. And he brings you to a place where you are, um, you see the bigger picture, you see the kingdom purpose, and you're not making it your own agenda, but you see the love of Jesus for each individual, even for yourself. And you're able to speak the truth without the baggage. Mm -hmm. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. You're able to speak a truth to something without the fear, Mm -hmm. without the triggers. And listen, we all fail. We all have those moments where we're triggered, but we can quickly bring that back into the presence of the Lord. And it's in him that we become free because he is the truth and he is the way and he is the life. Yes. So we want you to know that if you have trauma background, if you have some funky, weird relationship dynamics, if you're just kind of figuring out who you are and what your story is, Mm -hmm. there is so much hope, but it does require leaning into the healing process and Mm -hmm. starting to identify what are those unconscious hooks? What are those dynamics that need to be brought into light? So I'm not accidentally playing them out to try to get closure, but we work through it proactively. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we tend to just do it again in the next relationship. Mm -hmm. But I love her story because she's so transparent and authentic. Mm -hmm. She's a safe person. (laughs) I'm a feeler. I can feel if somebody's safe or not. (laughs) Likewise. Thank you. (laughs) And then the hope right? That now she's getting to do all of those dreams, everything that was put inside Mm -hmm. of you. And she has a teammate to do it with. How cool. Yeah. So by waiting (laughs) and doing it God's way, it's so worth the wait. We want to encourage you to have wisdom, have discernment, lean into the voice of the Lord. Yes. Prophetic words are fantastic and dominant people can come in your life, but you want to know that, you know, for yourself, uh, if this is actually what the Lord's leading you into and when you're ready for it, because when we put things on our timetable, uh, it tends to not go very well. I love you guys. Thank you, Brenda, for being our guest. It's so fun. And we're going to have her for a million more. And we're already talking about it. (laughs) Bye, guys.
Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Unlock You. It is our dream to invest in you. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more of the bonus material, the content, and to know about future events. Head to the website, drshannoncrawford.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll be the first to know what we're rolling out. And we want you to truly get unlocked so that you can thrive, not only for yourself, but also for the greater calling on your life. Let's link arms and do it together. See you in the next episode.